Are you ready for some football? NFL season kicks off this Thursday, and I am optimistic the Lions, the, the yes, you heard me, the Detroit Lions are going to have a successful year, and by successful, that means winning the NFC North. If you don't believe me or if you're with me, let's dive in. Let's discuss. Welcome to All In Society. I am your host, Claude Winston. Join me as we dive into the thrilling world of poker, expand our financial intelligence, and unlock secrets to a healthier lifestyle. Click the link in episode description to view our website. Leave your email to stay up to date on all upcoming products and services we offer. Subscribe to our YouTube page for full version of all upcoming interviews, including the version of Yasser El Keladar. He is a f- World Series of Poker bracelet winner. The interview in full is on the YouTube page. You can find the links in episode description. New episode of All in Society drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern on Monday and Wednesday. And on Friday, we release the episode at 5 p.m. Eastern a little bit early for you to start your weekend. Make sure you follow the podcast on all of your favorite podcast platforms and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Download the podcast episodes, share with your friends and family, and please leave a awesome review for the podcast, please. If you'd like to keep up to date with me and all my socials, you can find my Instagram and my threads links in the episode description. And last but not least, if you are planning a trip soon, if you're going on vacation, as many of us are doing so this year, um, if you need some new gear, if you need some new luggage, check out Travel Pro for high quality luggage and gear. Use the code in episode description and you will not be disappointed. In today's episode, we're going to discuss Thursday night NFL kickoff and the two teams that are playing, the Detroit Lions and Kansas City Chiefs. When is it appropriate or when do you think your children should be able to play full contact football? We'll go dive deep into my poker recap. We break down my 1-3 no limit session at MGM last night and it was a banger. We'll discuss mental health and gambling responsibly, and we'll dive a little bit deep into, I was, I'm having a little bit of allergy issues this year, and um, I didn't have any of my allergy medicine around, because, so I grew up in Michigan, and I recently moved here, well I shouldn't say recently, I moved to Maryland in 2016, and once I moved here, my allergies weren't bothering me. As much, and as I've gotten older, it seems like my um, my sinuses and my allergies in general haven't been acting up as much as they were when I was young. Maybe it's because I was younger and I was always outside, and you know I was allergic to grass, trees, pollen, dust, all that. And being outside, I'm sure you're exposed to it more so than just being home in the air condition. So maybe it's just me getting older, or maybe. And being inside more, or I'm not sure what the case is, but this past week, my sinus has been giving me fits. And so I made a post on Facebook, and one of my uh, past coworkers, she reached out to me. Her name is Lisa, and she said, have you tried apple cider vinegar? And I said, no, I haven't heard of that. She said she takes a little bit every day. 
and it has multiple uh, benefits. So we're just going to run down the benefits. That's how we're going to start today's episode. Um, it's She sent me a photo, and I guess the brand is called Bragg, B-R-A-G-G. And it says organic, raw, unfiltered apple cider vinegar. And we're going to list some of the, the, the uses for it. So prevents flu and stomach illness, dissolves kidney stones, balances pH balance in the body, helps relieve heartburn, nausea, and acid reflux, helps relieve asthma and allergies, helps relieve gout, helps lower glucose levels and diabetes, helps weight loss by curing appetite and breaking down fat, helps relieve migraines, um, it relieves sinus pressure and infection, lowers blood sugar, reduces cholesterol, reduces inflammation, relieves arthritis, Conditions and strengthens hair. Works well to clear up fungus, bacteria, and rash. Or, excuse me. Works well to clear up fungus, comma, bacterial rash. Soothes bug bites and jellyfish stings. Hmm, interesting. Gets rid of warts. And last, helps reduce or prevent acne. So, there's your tip for the day. Apple cider vinegar, I guess. A little bit a day keeps the doctor away. There you go. Instead of an apple, take some apple cider vinegar so i thought that was very interesting so thank you very much lisa for that tip but diving right in detroit lions versus the kansas city chiefs is gonna kick off september 7th and they're gonna kick off the nfl season um currently the spread is minus six and a half points kansas city is the favorite as to be expected the game is in kansas city now, my memory could be wrong, but I believe the spread was eight and a half at one point, maybe about a week ago. So it's, came to, it's, it's come down to six and a half if my memory doesn't fail me. Um, I'm interested to see where the line is going to go as the game gets closer to Thursday, gets closer to kickoff. Um, one of the, I'm not really a person that bets a whole lot on individual games um, to, or bets a lot on NFL to be in, in general at all. What I will do is if I have um, picks that I think might win the the championship, the Super Bowl, I'll pick them. But I haven't been following teams that much since fantasy sports took over. Now I just watch how my players are doing. It's really ruined my uh, how I view the NFL um, as a whole. Um, now I just watch my watch stats and watch how the players are doing. Um, but one thing I am interested in betting is the Detroit Lions to win the NFC North. So in the NFC, you have the Detroit Lions, you have the Green Bay Packers, you have the Minnesota Vikings, and you have the Chicago Bears. I'm not really scared of the Bears, and with Aaron Rodgers gone, I'm not too worried about the Green Bay Packers with Jordan Love as their quarterback. Um, So the only team that I'm really scared of is, and I believe they won division last year, is the Minnesota Vikings. And they've, I know they have some, some movement on their roster this past season, um, but they're still a pretty good team. I think they've been a good team and they've been pretty much relevant my whole life. Um, It's just, it's been the Detroit Lions have been the one that's inconsistent and well, consistently bad and inconsistent in the days or the years where they have a little bit of potential, the years where they had, you know, Megatron and, and Stafford tandem and, and they were in their prime. So I'm interested in plus 145. 
for the Detroit Lions to win the NFC North. So for every $100, you bet you'll win 145 back. And uh, they have the best odds to to win the NFC North. Um, as long as they stay healthy, I think... I think they have a good team. They have a good core. So I'm excited to see how the Lions do this this NFL season. But staying on football, um, now I don't have children, and this isn't something I'm really going to dive deep into, but I know it's a, definitely a discussion in many households um, when the boys want to play contact sports. And maybe it's just it's maybe it's mom's not comfortable, or maybe it's both parents, mom and dad, that aren't comfortable with their with their son or daughter wanting to play contact football. Um, so what what age do you think is – what age, if for those of you who do have children and are in this scenario, do you are you comfortable with your kids playing contact football? I'm curious. Um, I'll put a poll or I'll put discussion on threads for you guys if you want to engage in um, and discuss. I'm always on Facebook, and I'll usually uh, put a post – on things I talk about on Facebook as well. Um, But someone that's diving into these topics and really um, taking a a deeper look and a closer lens at player safety and and, and research and how the game is evolving and how us as viewers as well look at the game as a whole. Cole Wire, um, he's a former former NFL player, and I don't want to... um, misrepresent him. So Cole Wire is an American television anchor and correspondent and former professional football player in the National Football League. He played, um, it looks like from, he played with the Buffalo Bills from 2002 to 2007. And he was with the Atlanta Falcons from 2008 to 2010. I believe he played on defense. He was a third round pick and pick 97 in the 2002 NFL draft. He went to Stanford. So smart guy, obviously. Right. Um, and he's been working for CNN as a sports anchor and correspondent. And the, I was watching good morning football as obviously like football season right around the corner. So I started watching those programs a little bit more than I typically would around this time of year. And he was on there talking about player safety. And and the conversation really intrigued me. The conversation that really um, that caught my interest, and I posted it on Facebook. Um, for those of you that are Facebook friends with me, definitely check out that article. Uh, but he was talking about how in the locker rooms and, and as we consume sports, sports and ESPN, how they used to have segments on ESPN called Jacked Up, I think was the name of it, um, where people will be laid out on the field. And you know how they have the, I think it's, this could be the incorrect word, but rigor mortis where their, their hands and their extremities are all like in the air and they're kind of like frozen. They're like paralyzed and everyone's kind of like, Oh, do you see? They just got laid out. Like that's not something we should celebrate. That person is not well. Your body is not supposed to do that. And watching football as a young kid, I remember that was the reason why I watched football was for those big train wrecks. And as football moved away from that type of contact, and for good reason, I found myself not engaged in watching football because they, I didn't, the, the big hits were missing. And that's not healthy. <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking while I was watching this interview, and that's not a good way to 
that's not good for the for the sports um over the long term, right? I don't want my my favorite players getting laid out in the field getting hurt and down the road they need a wheelchair and they can't walk or you know they have all of these brain issues and things. That's not what I want for someone that I follow and enjoy watching on every Sunday. So we got to, if I'm doing this, I know a mass majority of you are probably doing this too. So definitely change the mindset. And I think we are now, or if we're still watching the NFL, we moved away from that. But I think deep down inside, I, I still do miss those big hits. And you still do see those big hits. Um, but now they're done in, in the appropriate way to tackle and we're not having kickoffs where people are pretty much running at each other at full speed and colliding anymore. Um, now people have opportunity to kind of defend themselves before they get laid out in the middle of the field. So the big hits are still there and we just got to switch our mindset. The game's becoming healthier. They were talking about the new helmets that you see um, and how that technology is involving. Some of the players that are wearing those helmets, you see the drastic, a drastic uh, decrease in amount of concussions that are occurring in the uh, off season or the um, preseason games. So that's awesome. Um, technology is allowing this game to be safer. Maybe they'll be able to wear um, pads and uniforms where, you know, kind of like black Panther where it absorbs all of your contact and then you can kind of disperse it somehow. And maybe in game, that would be cool, right? If they, everyone had black Panther suits and they're not, you know, it's absorbing all that contact and it's not beating up the, the men and women if they choose to play as bodies, um, on every good Sunday. So it allows them to play, you know, five, 10 years more than they typically would be able to play because due to all the contact. Um, so definitely check out Coy Wire's work on, on Good Morning Football. And also, uh, he's Anderson Cooper has a show, I think, I believe it's called The Whole Story with Anderson Cooper. And for this episode, it's called Hard Hits Can Football Be Safe? And Coy, um, he's gonna, it airs Friday, I believe. Um, it says tune in on Friday and it's going to air and he's going to dive deeper into what he was discussing and on good morning football. And so if you enjoy that, this, these topics and you want to dive a little bit deeper, definitely tune into it. I know I will. He had a lot of, he had a lot of energy. It's early in the morning. I loved his energy. He's a former player, so he knows what he's talking about. Um, so I think all of us as NFL football fans, we should definitely, um, to check into this um, and tune in. I definitely will. And I'll probably follow up in a, in a future episode, probably next Monday as well. All right, moving along poker recap. So the week of eight, August 28th through September 3rd, uh, I lost money. So we ended August. Uh, well, I made some money in August, but September it's been pretty, uh, pretty rough. So I'll go, um, a little bit deeper into exactly what happened. I didn't play any tournaments. It was just been cash. Um, like I said, at the end of August, we did pretty good. So on the 29th, played 1-3, made 250, played 2-5, made $119. And then I played another 1-3 session and pretty much broke even, lost $29. Um, oh, I'm sorry. And I forgot. That was a short session. That was a two-hour session. Then I ended up playing 2040 Limit Hold'em. And I discussed that in the last um, podcast on Friday. I um, played that for eight hours. Um, 
I bought in for a total of just under $1,500, so $1,485. Cashed out $1,675 and made $190. This game runs every Thursday. It's definitely a bigger game than I'm accustomed to playing, but I believe the players in the game are definitely beatable. Um, I might have to find some creative ways to not take on so much risk and be able to play this game properly, um, but I think this is definitely going to be a staple. As long as the game runs, I'll be playing this every Thursday. Uh, but then September happened, and we'll go over in September. Um, so I played 1-3. Uh, I played for basically an hour and a half. Um, I was in the for the game for $740 because um, the first buy-in, um, I flopped a set of 10s, and I lost. I can't remember. We got it on the flop of the turn. I can't remember, but the player ended up hitting us straight. Um, so I lost first buy-in and lost a little bit more. Um, so I lost $508 total in that session. Then I finally got my 2-5 seat and didn't play long, and I lost my total buy-in of $700. I think I don't have any notes in here, so I probably just... Typically, I'll have notes if I did something like I felt like I played right. So the fact that I don't have notes here looks like we probably just did not play well or just didn't get any hands, got second best all night long. Um, so not good. That was probably uh, for losing 700 and not having any notes. That means I probably didn't play my best game that day. Uh, maybe a little bit of overconfidence um, um, for the past month and kind of settling or variance um, finally caught up to me and told me, Claude, hey, um, it's not that hard when you don't hit pairs, right? <laughs> so that's probably what that happened happened there. And then I followed it up. Um, Played some 2-5. I was in for $730 um, this time, and I cashed out a whopping $67. So this time, um, I had a made hand, and on the river, it made a backdoor flush. And so I could have saved myself some money by just checking, but I tried for the go for thin value, and I got caught up. So it looks like I probably could have maybe lost maybe just less than a buy-in. Um, for this game and a buy-in for me for the for two five, I typically sit with five hundred dollars and I'll add on a couple hundred bucks. Um, I'm not too comfortable enough where I'm sitting with two buy-ins yet, but I'm comfortable enough taking shots and playing the game. Um, so uh, just kind of, I guess variance catching up and probably playing. Make should have making should be making the proper fold. If I'm gonna sit with hundred big blinds, I should be making proper folds and not just getting my money in because everyone else has two hundred big blinds plus. Um, on the second, a little bit better. We played one three, and we made five hundred and thirty dollars. And then yesterday, we played um one three again. It was an awesome table. I was definitely gamble that day, and I made three hundred and forty dollars um that day. Um, so we climbed back out of the hole um that we dug ourselves in. Uh, to start September, um, but we had a a negative week, so no biggie. On uh, grand scheme of things, we're still going doing well. Um, losing, let me get back to where we were. Losing four hundred and seventy one dollars is not even two buy ins. So um, we lost pretty much a buy in and a half. So that's you know just dust your shoulders off. We're not going to win every week. Um, I would like to win every week, but some weeks you know. Things are going to get caught, catch up to us. So get back to it this week. Uh, but I did want to discuss last night's game that I did play. 
And it was, holy moly, this was a juicy game. It was playing like a 2-5 game or bigger. Um, two players, I was sandwiched in the middle of the two of the action players. Um, both of them happened to be Asian. Um, and they're one player to my left, his name is Bang. And I've never, I played with Bang uh, earlier this week for the first time. And I know he is good action because I used to manage the poker room. So, and him and I had a, uh, just a playful relationship, sometimes probably, um, unprofessional, um, just for our antics and just messing around with one another. Um, but I think he appreciated, um, that I took care of him for the most part. If he got out of line, I told him, you know, bang, you know, hone it in. You're doing too much today instead of just, you know, just kicking him out. I gave him a, probably a little bit more leeway than I should have gave him. And I think he respected that in turn. I believe sometimes he probably tipped me um, as well. So, um, but as a player, he's definitely, uh, he's a gambler, but he's good action. He knows what he's doing. He's very aggressive. Uh, but sometimes, but I think he needs, if he really wants to take his game to a next level, I think he needs to learn how to fold because he plays a lot of hands and he likes to try to snap the big, the big pocket pairs, which is a, a great strategy. Um, and he really puts people to the test in one three, but, and he runs up stacks playing two five. Um, but I did notice that he, he will run up that stack, but he doesn't know how to make those big faults, uh, when he needs to, cause he plays a lot of hands and he plays probably pretty similar to one three and he does two five, but he gets snapped off in two five one three. I think yesterday he probably cashed out about $5,000. Now I, he said he was joking. Was in for or five thousand more than five thousand probably. Uh, he said he was in for five grand. But I don't necess, I don't believe that. Um, I think he probably just snapped off some uh, quite a few big stacks. Um, so he's a good player. He's just got to be able to learn to switch gears and play defensive when he needs to, I guess. Or he just might have people just gambling with them, and he gets in these huge pots where he needs to hold, and he, sometimes he doesn't hold. Um, but that's enough on bang just kind of gives you the background of him. And then, uh, to my right, um, he plays with, I'm assuming they probably have a little bit of a relationship, but not much. Uh, her name is Eunice. Uh, um, she's a, um, she's a seasoned poker player. I'll just say that. I don't want to age her. I don't want to say anything to have a negative connotation or have Miss Eunice coming from me if she ever heard of, hears this um, podcast. Um, but she she knows what she's doing and she, I asked her if she plays tournaments. She said, no, no, I don't play tournaments. I don't have time for that. Uh, and I understand that, but she has, she has really good game and I think if she played tournaments, she'd be very successful at it. Um, I have a couple tells that I picked up on her. So if I know in the future, and I'm not going to say that here. Um, and if she, if I play with her in the future, I'll be able to know when to make a, a really big fold. Cause I know she either has the nuts or she has a very good hand where she's not folding, put it much this way. And I need to act accordingly when she does a certain thing. Um, but it was a action game, action game. Like I said, they were playing, they were playing like it was two five or or bigger. Um, uh, I'll just tell you one hand that I was involved in. I was in the. I think I limped under the gun. Yeah, I limped under the gun at Queen Jack of Hearts because I have Bang who's pretty much popping every hand if he enters to fifteen bucks. So there's really no reason for me to raise unless I have like a made hand and I'm not gonna just bank on Bang popping it for me. Um, so I limped for three. 
I believe it. I think Bang, for whatever reason, he just called three as well. Probably scared of me. Why am I limping uh, under the gun? And then another player pip topped it to 15. Um, got back around to me. Once I called for 15, Bang knew I probably didn't have a big hand. And he makes it $40 just to sweeten the pot. Or maybe it might have been the guy that made it $10 and then 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, and then Bang made it 40 And then it was a bunch of 40s in front of me. And to the point, it gets back to me, and I have Bang, the other player, and I have Eunice. It's pretty much I have four. I have Bang. I have the player that opened initially called the 40, and then I have two other players that called the 40 after them. So I have four 40s and sending in front of me, and I know none of them have shit. And I have $300 in sending me. In, fr- in front of me. So I just rip it all in. I have queen jack of hearts against their hands. I'm not too scared. Once, um, see, once the original razor folds, I was pretty comfortable, but Eunice looks me up and I, she doesn't show what she doesn't tell me what she has. I will tell you that she's, she had multiple times. She did limp with big pairs, kind of like waiting for bang or somebody to pop it. And when they did pop it, she never three bet. So she could have very well had a over pair, but when she called me, she said she was gambling. So she maybe had a hand like 10, nine or seven, six, or just wanted to gamble with me. Um, luckily I flopped two pair, took down the pot. Um, and then that's kind of like how I, uh, started my day. Um, but I ended up cashing out and I was probably up to like seven fifty or so. I ended up cashing out for $200 less than, than that, I think 600, I told you guys, 500, five and change or six early in the 600s. Um, gave a little bit of a back. Right? Um, and it, I'll tell you one more hand. I'll, you know what, guys, I don't like to go over poker stories, but there's just a couple of the hands just to give you the idea of what, how this game was. Um, I had ace, king of diamonds, and I, <laughs> I flopped. It was a black ace, a queen of diamonds, and a ten of diamonds. So I flopped. Top pair with a royal draw with the nut flush draw and the jack of diamonds for a royal draw. Um, four ways to a flop. I raised it up $25 pre-flop um, and I let out for, excuse me, it was three ways um, pre-flop for 25 and I let out for $60 and I got min raised to 120 And the guy that min raised, um, and I'll dive a little bit deeper into him a little bit later, previous hand, I, he was getting ready to go all in. And he min raised and he had the nuts. So he, when he does it again, when he min raised, I knew he had a very strong hand and only thing that he really could have there is maybe a set of tens and, and, but he had King Jack. And so instead of like a half flop like that, you're wanting to get it in. Right. But what if I, now that I knew he has a made hand, that's going to be very difficult for me to beat unless I hit my flush that kills a lot of my outs. Right. So a queen of, so I just call, I call, I make a 60, he makes a 120 and he has about $300 back. Um, and you'll hear about that in a second. I just call the 60 turns a queen of clubs or another black, uh, or a black queen. So it doesn't improve my hand. Now the board's paired and he rips all in. So I'm like, Oh Jesus. Like, I don't think he has, I don't think he's doing this like pocket tens or maybe not queen 10. And I thought he had exactly what he had. But I really didn't want to fold for the fact that I was like, Claude, you should have got this all in. It's all five cards. You should have saw all five cards. You should have saw all five cards. But you only want to see all five cards here unless the person doesn't have the hand that they had. 
Um, now, if someone has like Queen 10 and had a shitty two pair and then they turn their full house, then so be it. Then I'm looking, but we got it all in on the flop. And then all I have is a jack of diamonds to save me. Then so be it. But we got it all in on the flop with a monster flop like that. But once I made the decision to call, and I think it was the correct decision based on what I believed he had, and then folding on the turn, I believe I made the right, and then the odds say I made the right decision. But who knows what that card it could have been. Um, now this guy took down the pot, and a couple of things happened. Bang ends up leaving a little bit later, so that kills a lot of the action. Well, we have some other action players come in and come out. Um, but then a new player comes to the table and the action is still pretty good, but it's not to the point where it was when bang was there. And this guy just wants to come over to the table and he's just talking nonsense, just talking junk. And the player that I played the hand against when I flopped ace King, um, the, the Royal draw, he was not hearing it. And there was no reason for this guy to come over. We already had good action. That'd be different. If we came over and everyone was peeping quiet, weren't doing anything, you kind of want to like be the guy to push the action. But bro, you came over with like $300, $400. We all have more than 500 plus the table max. Like just sit down and play cards. You don't need to assert yourself and try to show you're this alpha male. Just shit, sit down, play cards and shut up. Like you, the loudest one in the room is the weakest opponent. He was the weakest one. He ends up going all in and trying to tell people like, like I'm this and that. Like, bro, you're playing one three. If you're all this and that, you'll be boy, you'll be playing a bigger game. You wouldn't be here. So stop, like, so stop it. So the other guy wasn't hearing it. Um, they ended up getting a tussle, standing up, talking about taking it outside. Blah 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 blah, and it just completely killed the table dynamic and just ruined a. A great game. This was the best game that I played um, this year. Um, I enjoyed myself. I was entertained. I enjoyed being out. That's what poker is supposed to be. Well, people are winning and losing money. Even when they are losing money, they're having a good time. You could go home to your significant other or whatever and be like, yeah, I lost $200, but I really enjoyed myself tonight. Like We had a good time. And that's what poker should be like. But instead, there's people that are in there, and I don't want to harp on this too much, but there are people in there, especially right now, that are gambling and can't afford the money that they're, they're losing. And they go in there acting like all big and bad, like I can lose this to, to maybe like psych themselves out, but it's, it's not the case. Um, so unfortunately, you know, those things happen, but uh, I, that's the reason why I'm doing this. I want to... I want to grow the game of poker. I want to bring a more positive uh, outlook to poker. I want to get more women involved, make them feel comfortable at the poker table. And Eunice was the star of the poker table. And she, I, I, I really, I, I really enjoyed playing with her. I enjoyed playing with Bang. It was, it was just an awesome night um, until some of the things um, turned over. Um, but that's uh, that'll do that for as far as tonight's topics. I did want to go over the mantra and the disclaimer today. Um, the mantra, I know everyone had is having a wonderful holiday weekend. Um, but I know you're going Tuesday is going to be Mondays, right? You're going to have the case of the Mondays on Tuesday when you're going to work on Tuesday because a lot of people are off today. So hopefully listening to this mantra today, um, if you don't listen to the podcast tomorrow um, morning as you go to work, hopefully just keep this mindset as you go into work on Tuesday when you probably don't want to. You've had this long, enjoyable weekend. 
I am an unstoppable force embarking on a thrilling journey of growth and unity. My ambition burns within me, pushing me to break through limitations and create opportunities that open doors to progress. I am guided by knowledge, fearlessly taking strategic risks and facing life's challenges with wisdom and determination. I value my body, nurturing it with strength and embracing my heritage. Together, we overcome obstacles, empowering each other to achieve greatness. I am the architect of my own destiny, weaving success and resilience. Within me lies the greatness to carve a future where possibilities know no bounds. Together, let's rise and take it to another level. And always, the information provided in this show about personal finance and investing for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered financial advice. Viewers are encouraged to consult with the qualified financial advisor before making any investment decisions. The content presented may not be accurate, complete, or timely, and we do not assume responsibility for any errors or omissions. Investing involves risk, and past performance is not indicative of future results. Any endorsements or advertisements featured do not constitute recommendations. By participating in this show, you acknowledge and accept these disclaimers. And remember, as always, life is one big session. Play the cards you're dealt to the best of your ability, and I promise you'll come out ahead.